ready, and then kicked the ball as hard as he could. His shot missed the goal and flew clear out of the soccer field. Game over. Blue team wins, four to three. Chris slowly walked over to where Amy and his mom were standing. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. It's tricky to kick the ball into the net. Good try, Chris. Why don't you come over to my house and I'll show you how I practice. I kick the ball against the shed where my grandpa painted a goal. Then I bet next Saturday you'll make a bunch of goals. Oh, Chris may not be able to come to the game next Saturday, Amy. His teachers want him to get some help with his reading. And next Saturday is when he's going to start. Oh, tell you what. Let's go home and I'll rustle up some yummy peanut butter and scrambled egg roll-ups. Amy, would you like to come over? Uh, no thank you, Mrs. Brown. I have a piano lesson to go to now. But I can come after lunch. Great. We'll see you then. Okay. Bye, Chris. See ya. As Mrs. Brown drove home from the soccer fields, Chris stared out the window at the trees and the houses and telephone poles whizzing by. He was thinking about the soccer game and how he missed the goal. Then his thoughts turned to school. He knew his alphabet and the sounds letters make, but in spite of all that, he'd been having trouble learning to read. His teacher said he was spending too much time staring out the window and fidgeting in his seat during class. Now he had to go to a special reading teacher on Saturdays. I hate school and I hate soccer. What's that, hon? Nothing. Later, after lunch, Chris was sitting on his favorite log next to the stream behind his house. Pulling pieces of bark off the log, he tossed them into the water one by one. They made little circles where they landed. The circles spread out across the stream as it slowly moved by. Chris turned as he heard Amy's bicycle rattling along the path to the stream. He watched as Amy rode up, got off her bike, and leaned it against a tree next to his. Hey, what you doing? Oh, nothing. How come you got to work on your reading on Saturdays now? My teacher says I'm not keeping up with the other kids in my class. The only time I could get more help with reading is on Saturdays. I hate school. Oh, you want to come play soccer with me? No, I don't like soccer either. Oh, yes you do. If you just practice a little, I bet you'd be really good. Come on, let's go to my house and practice scoring goals. Why bother? I'm not going to get any better. And I'm not going to get any better at school either. I'm just not very smart. That's not a very good attitude, Chris. Mentor? Where are you? Sometimes it takes persistence to improve at something. You have to keep trying. Amy looked all around. Chris glanced up at the tree branches hanging above. There he is! Mentor's radio! Resting between two branches of the sycamore tree was an old wooden radio. It was dusty and scratched, and some of the old buttons on the front were broken. Mentor, what are you doing up there? I'm here to tell you that you'll never improve at doing things if you're just going to give up. You've got to keep trying, even if you fail. How did your radio get up in that tree? Hmm? Uh, oh, that. Uh, well, 
It's a rather long story that I don't think I'll go into now. Let's just say that this old radio helps me show up when I'm needed. Now, Chris, about that soccer game. I give up on soccer and reading. I just can't do either one. No, Chris, what you can't do is give up whenever something goes wrong. Why, most great achievements only come after many failures. They do? Why, certainly. I tell you what, why don't you come down to the barn and I'll show you what I mean. All right! I'm gonna get there first! No way! The two children jumped on their bicycles, strapped on their helmets, and raced off down the path toward the big old barn behind Chris's house. Just as they left, a big red and black woodpecker flew up to the tree and landed on the old wooden radio. Here now! Shoo! Go away, you! Ow! Hey, stop that! Ouch! Stop, I say! Go on, go on! Shoo, shoo! And with that, <laughs> the old radio vanished, leaving the woodpecker with nothing at all to sit on. Chris and Amy had been in this big red barn many times before. It was filled with old furniture and clothing and books and things. Their parents said it was all junk, but to Chris and Amy, it was a world of fascinating clues. Everything in the barn had a story. Normally, it was kind of dark in the barn, but today, there was something different. Chris, look! A light! Did you leave that on last time you were in here? I've never seen it before. I didn't even know it was there. The children edged their way closer to the light so they could study it. It was made out of glass, like a regular light bulb, but the glass was clear so that you could see its insides. And instead of being round, it had a pointy glass spike on the top. This unusual light bulb was fastened onto a little stand that had two wires screwed to the bottom. The wires trailed off along the floor of the barn into the darkness, and the whole contraption was sitting right on top of Mentor's radio. Imagine what the world would be like without the electric light. Mentor, how did you get back here before we did? We rode our bikes as fast as we could. And where did this funny-looking light bulb come from? This funny-looking light bulb happens to be a very important invention. This, children, is one of the very first light bulbs. Whoa, cool. This light bulb was made in 1870... Uh, well, tell you what, why don't I start from the beginning? Would you like to see how it was made? Yeah! All right. Now, you'll have to try to use your imaginations. Do you remember how to do that? Oh, yeah, sure. Of course. Wonderful. Now... Close your eyes and imagine that it's cold outside. So you're wearing coats and hats and gloves. You've just climbed a big tree and you're sitting on one of its branches. The leaves of the tree have turned beautiful shades of yellow and red. The tree stands next to a small red house with a pointy tower on one end. The tower has a big metal bell hanging in it. The sky is cloudy and it looks like it might rain. Now, open your eyes. Chris and Amy opened their eyes and found that they were sitting in the very tree Mentor had just described. Whoa, this is hot. How do we get down? Don't worry, this tree is easy to climb up and down. The children looked up above them 
Clutching the tree trunk just over their heads was a fuzzy little red squirrel, twitching his tail busily. Mentor, you're a squirrel! <laughs> yes, I am. What fun! Just look at this fine, bushy tail. Now, take a look at that building there. What is that building, Mentor? It's a schoolhouse. This is the year 1854, and schools are very different from the ones you know. This is what schools looked like long ago. All the children who go to the school are in the same classroom with one teacher teaching them all. Hey, look at that boy. Where? There, in the schoolhouse window. He's looking outside while all the other kids are listening to the teacher. Chris pointed to a dark-haired boy sitting in the back of the room. He was looking out the window, tapping his chin with his finger. Yes, Chris, even though the schools are very different than the ones you know, the children are exactly the same. What do you mean? That boy is seven years old. His name is Tommy. He doesn't read very well, and he has a hard time paying attention in class. He spends all day staring out the window rather than listening to his teacher. Does he remind you of anyone, Chris? I don't know. He doesn't seem very smart, though. Ah, but he is. He's capable of doing everything the other kids can do. He just learns in a different way than they do. Uh-oh, look! The teacher caught him looking out the window! Chris and Amy watched through the window as the teacher scolded Tommy for not paying attention. He shook his finger at him until the poor boy got up from his desk and ran out of the schoolhouse into the cold air outside. As Tommy ran down the sidewalk past their tree, Chris and Amy could hear him crying. <laughs> that teacher must have said something really mean. He made that boy cry. The teacher told him that he should go home because he couldn't learn. Poor Tom.